I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. If you listened to the last episode, you know it was all about Gordon Ryan and how he got so good at Jiu-Jitsu. There were so many comments on the YouTube version of that episode about steroids and how PEDs played such a big factor in Gordon's rise to success. And if you want to watch the video version of that or any other episode I do, then the link is below in the episode notes to take you to YouTube. And I highly recommend checking it out since there are things there that don't work audio only like match highlights and technique breakdowns. But all of those comments about Gordon and steroids led me to thinking, yeah, but everyone is on steroids. And then that thought led me to, well, does that mean that if someone wants to be successful in jiu-jitsu, they have to take steroids at this point? So I'm going to try to answer that question today. And for the record, not taking steroids is not the reason I will never win ADCC. There are plenty of other reasons for that. But could someone whose jiu-jitsu talent should be good enough to win actually pull it off without the juice? If not, then that might not be the future of jiu-jitsu that we want. What we should want, though, is a jiu-jitsu future that is full of epic roll. Whether you've got a body built by steroids or not, Epic Roll will have you looking your best both on and off the mats. Geese, rash guards, t-shirts, fight shorts, hoodies, hats, joggers, anything you need, Epic Roll has. Plus, when you use the code PODCAST15 at epicrollbjj.com, you can take 15% off your order. That's either 15% extra you could spend on your PEDs or 15% you could buy tacos. And I don't think there is a middle ground. Make sure you follow Epic Roll on the gram at Epic Roll BJJ and tag them when you're wearing your Epic Roll stuff and they might just give you a shout out. EpicRollBJJ.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Now let's talk drugs. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. If you did miss the last episode, which how could you? But I said my stance on steroids then, and it's basically, I think you're wasting your time and money if you're a hobbyist competitor taking performance-enhancing drugs to help your jiu-jitsu. It's your money, do what you want, but it seems like a waste to me. But my focus today isn't on the hobbyist or even the local competitor. My focus today is on the top levels of the sport and the athletes competing at the highest levels. If you're someone who has the talent to win ADCC or an IBJJF Black Belt World Championship, Do you need to take steroids to actually win? Let's take a look at the winners of this year's ADCC divisions. Yuri Samoa's won the absolute. He doesn't scream steroids to me. Gordon Ryan won over 99 kilos, and he's kind of the reason we're talking about steroids in jiu-jitsu today. Kynan won under 99 kilos. He was previously sanctioned for doping by USADA. Giancarlo Bodani won 88 kilos. He passes the eye test for me. Cade Rotolo 177 kilos and is a protege to Andre Galvo, who was juiced to the eyeballs in his super fight against Gordon. Guilty by association is an easy thing to say, but Cade is still a teenager. He is at the peak of when he can add size and strength naturally. And I would hope he's not taking anything this young since that can throw his hormones way out of whack forever. But as for right now, he's probably clean. Baby Shark won 66 kilos and is another guy who I think is clean and is super young, so I hope he's clean, just like with Cade. 
Amy Campo won over 60 kilos and seems clean, and she faced and beat known juice head Gabby Garcia, who has made her entire career out of saucing to the gills and beating competitors who are 75 to 100 pounds lighter than she is. I also think Fionn Davies, who won under 60 kilos, is clean. On that list of winners, we have a few who are definitely on something, a few who I wouldn't think they are, but wouldn't be surprised to find out they were, and only a couple who I would be shocked to learn they are taking something. Cade Rotolo actually said post-ADCC that only a handful of athletes are clean, and I don't have the time, and I'm sure you don't want to hear me go through every competitor at ADCC who has failed a drug test in the past. Can you win ADCC clean? Right now, I think you can, but it's a very hard road ahead since it seems like so many people are juicing. And that group of natural athletes seems to be shrinking to the point where it's only a matter of time that you need steroids to even be in the conversation about winning. It doesn't help that I'm pretty sure ADCC does no drug testing at all, and I'm sure some of you listening are thinking, if it's not against the rules at ADCC, then it's fine. My argument to that would be, why do we want everyone to be on something? If you're going to say that everyone is on something so it's just a level playing field, then why is that better than everyone being clean? Why are we adding in something additional a person who has the talent to win needs to do just to make it into the tournament? Also, we know that ADCC is the highest level of no-gi grappling, and the highest level of gi grappling would be IBJJF Worlds. I'm going to get into the IBJJF testing in a second, but at least they have it. Are we going to see an even further divide between gi-only competitors and no-gi-only competitors because the no-gi side isn't tested and the gi side is? Would that be good for the sport as a whole? I would argue that it would not be good for jiu-jitsu. Yes, IBJJF testing sucks. As has been said by many people before, it's more of an IQ test than a steroid test. They announce when the test will be ahead of time, so you'd have to be a real bonehead to not cycle off ahead of when you know the test will be. I am looking at you, Felipe Pena. But at least it's something. At least there's some testing. It would be better if it was unannounced tests and out-of-competition tests, but it's at least something. I understand that the IBJJF might not have the infrastructure to administer that many tests to that many athletes year-round, but you know who the top guys are and who will be competing for gold medals every year at Worlds. At least test that group of people. I see two camps of people when it comes to testing. One says test everyone like crazy. The other camp says let it be the wild, wild west and everyone can take whatever they want. If I have to pick a camp, I'd rather have clean jiu-jitsu than juiced jiu-jitsu. As a fan, I get no more or less enjoyment out of watching a match if the athletes are taking something or not, and I don't want to get to a point in this sport where the choices are steroids or guaranteed losing. That's what it was in the 90s and early 2000s in a lot of sports, and I can't imagine why anyone would want to go back to that. I would argue that for jiu-jitsu to be considered a legitimate sport and have our athletes get the respect they deserve as athletes, then there needs to be testing at the highest levels and we need to see natural athletes competing in a clean sport. I know a large percentage of you will disagree with that, but I can't think of any other legit sport that has as much rampant steroid use as jiu-jitsu. Obviously, your local tournament isn't going to have drug testing. Just like your local recreational basketball league isn't going to have testing because the NBA does. 
when you turn up on Saturday to compete, you probably will have at least some matches against guys on the sauce, and that's just the way it is. But as jiu-jitsu stands right now, a good athlete who is great at jiu-jitsu but either can't or won't start down the PED path has a much smaller chance of winning at ADCC or IBJJF Worlds, even if their jiu-jitsu would be good enough if everyone else was clean. I think I'd rather be a clean champion amongst a clean division than a juiced-up champion amongst a juiced-up division, but that's just me. I am sure about half of you agree with me, and the other half think I'm completely wrong, so since we're at the end of this episode, I'll say a big thank you for listening the whole way through, especially if you're in the thinks I'm an idiot camp. If you did enjoy this episode and want to do me a huge favor and share it with your friends, that would be greatly appreciated, and don't forget to check out all of the bonus content I've put out recently on Patreon, which is linked to below in the episode notes. On Patreon, every episode is ad-free, and you get early access to episodes for just a few bucks each month, so please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you all next time.